This is the Ask Foleschini podcast, where the modern economy is discussed from a skeptic's perspective. Mr. Foleschini helps you distinguish what is sustainable in our economy and what isn't. Not everything that glitters is gold, and not all mud is dirty. The podcaster Mr. Foleschini provides no-nonsense advice. He had it all, lost it all, went bankrupt multiple times, and is now attempting to come back from zero with sustainable growth. There are numerous coaches and preachers on the internet that preach about positive thinking and how life is all roses if you just care to see it that way. Well, Mr. Foleschini is definitely not one of them. We recommend you ask Foleschini to keep it real. He discusses the darker side of the current economic reality, the side that's more important for your personal and business finance. His first intention is to help you keep what you already have. Not to be a complete party pooper, Mr. Foleschini will also hint at the earning opportunities in the economy today. In order to please the almighty algorithm, please like, share, and subscribe. And now it's time to start taking notes. The mic goes to the podcaster, the one and only Mr. Foleschini. Thank you, Taylor. In this episode, I will try to describe what I see are the biggest mistakes or the biggest problems in today's economy. I will try to be as global as possible. However, I might get stuck in some local particulars here in UK or in Europe. So number one that bothers me a lot are accounting standards. Accounting standards have become just too abstract. It's just terrible how abstract they have become. Most of the people do not understand them. You have to have accountant for everything you do. If you want to do your taxes on the end of the year, if you want to just have so-called simple accounting for a small company, everything has become really, really complex. And it does not improve anything in our life, this complexity. They all claim it's for government to understand what we are doing. It's for tax purposes. And similar. However, I do believe that accounting standards have become so complex that most people cannot even understand them. They don't understand how it works. For example, we have huge corporations that have assumed billions of debt and they still make huge profits. How is that possible? We know from personal finance, if we have debt, we are not making profit. Until the debt is paid off, we are not making any profit. And accounting standards, because they are so abstract that they don't care about the reality of a business. For example, that building a house can be a couple of years project. They don't see it as building or setting up a farm can be also a couple of years project. In accounting, you have fiscal year and you have calendar year. And that's it. And that is how accountants or accounting standards are set. And this is a huge problem because most of the companies today, they assume debt. And when they have debt in this simultaneously, they have also profits. However, if a normal person would check their personal finance and would just forget about the accounting standard, it would be logical that when you pay off all your debt, then the profit comes. And this is, I think, the most problematic thing with accounting and accounting standards all over the world. 
that before the debt is fully paid, you already are making profit. And that is also the reason why companies that have huge profits one year can just go bankrupt in in, the next year. And that's just something that is hard to comprehend for most people. So I do believe that companies shouldn't be able to account profits before they fully pay off the debts, because that would make things much less complicated, much more comprehensible to most of us. So debt should be fully paid off before we would consider that we are making a profit. Of course, debt is a huge problem for taxation, because taxation claims you have a profit, pay us something of that profit. So most of taxation nowadays is based either on profit. In Europe, it's based on added value. And sale tax, except for the UK, are becoming more and more thing of the past. And this might not be good. Because if you want taxes for every transaction, you want to, to, to tax it, then tax it with the sales tax. Don't tax it with the added value tax. Don't tax it uh, on the end of with the corporate tax that depends on the profit and similar. Then there is a whole industry or maybe whole economy of uh, loans and debt. And you have also these so-called credit cards and there is a whole industry of credit rating. So what intrigues me the most is why someone that has never assumed the debt and never needed any outside financing has lower credit rating than someone that constantly uses his credit card and improves his score by just paying on time. So so hypothetically, of course, there are many other options, but hypothetically, if someone does not have sufficient liquidity, so uses credit card or his credit card for liquidity purposes, how can this person, assuming, of course, that he's he's paying uh, everything on time, how can this person has better credit rating than someone that does not have any debt and does never needed any money to come to the end of the month, never needed any money to uh, lease a car, uh, never needed any money to purchase a house. And the person like that can have lower credit rating than the person that utilizes debt all the time. So this is also something that intrigues me. And I don't think uh, the system is fair or not maybe not fair, but it's basically designed in a way that encourages working with debt and that you prove that you are credit worthy only if you use more and more credit, so debt, and you know how to do it and you just repay on time. And this is something that is really bothering me in this economy. And from there on, we go into corporate world. Most of corporations today, or biggest corporations, are not private companies anymore. They go public on stock exchange. And as we know, the stock exchange just favors companies where the price of each individual share is growing. And this is really intriguing because it would be 
logical that the best share would be the one that yields the most dividend. So I understand that the profit can be made if you go and purchase a share and if the share price increases. I understand that. And that is the most common or anticipated way how you will make money on the stock exchange. However, it used to be like that, that companies paid dividends. So basically you purchase a stock and out of the profit that the company makes, they would retain part of the profit for the rainy days, part of the profit for a future development, but part of the profit went to the shareholders. And that was really how it should be done. This is probably the most important thing that has changed in our stock exchange and in how we think or how we understand the economy. So everything must grow. So it's endless growth. So this is not sustainable. And the same thing is with property. The, the main value of the property before was uh, talking about buy to rent property was not how much the price of the property will increase over the years. The main thing was how, uh, the earning potential. How much rent can you get for your property? I think this is really important to stress that right now, because the property prices are growing across the board, people do not care anymore if uh, the property has a positive cash flow. And that is also the reason why just plots of land have enormous prices and the prices are growing every year just because of their potential. It is not that the potential of earning rent was already realized uh, before the price grew, but we're just selling the potentials. And it's all about potentials. So in property market, what will develop, how many people will come there, uh, how the rent will grow, everything is just all about potentials. And less and less is about realization. What's real right now? What has already materialized? Where can we get cash flow? Everything is about future. That is why we have so, ma so much anxiety in today's economy. Because everything is in the future. What if the future does not come about? That is the, the, the biggest fear. And now when the times get tough, everyone is in a fear of decline. Oh, inflation will come. Everything will drop. Oh, interest rate will grow. Oh, everything will drop. So this is a huge problem. And this also very much constitutes why we have a problem, why we are so anxious about the future. Because we are not certain that the, this endless growth will continue. We are not certain that all the opportunity will materialize. We are not certain about that. And that is why all this growth is not sustainable. Because we already accounted for most of the future growth. A lot of times, the future growth was already much, much higher, or anticipated future growth was much, much higher than it's even physically possible. And we basically just come to the limits of our system. We were just living in the future in order to just demonstrate the endless growth or the huge growth. 
And everyone is afraid, so anxious, because we are living in the economic future. What will happen? If we were living today, if we had no debt, if our earning potential was already materialized, not that it was just potential, then we would not be anxious about the future. We would understand that our earnings can lower even if the things get tough. They can even stop. But we wouldn't have a problem with the debt. We wouldn't have a problem whether our debt will be collected or written off. We wouldn't have a problem what will happen tomorrow because we are here today and we know that things will somehow develop, that we have materialized cash flow in the past. We have materialized earnings in the past. We have materialized dividends in the past. And that would give us immense feeling of security that we are able and capable of materializing things in the future. So the most important factor that I see in today's economy is not interest rate, is not war going on in the world, is not inflation, it's not exchange rates, it's not crypto market, it's not stock exchange or forex or whatever. It's not all that. The biggest problem why our world is not sustainable, why our economy is not sustainable, why our tax system is not sustainable, why our accounting systems are not sustainable, is because we are living in the future. We all see future potentials and we are anxious because we are not certain that the future potentials will ever be materialized or reached. So this is one of the biggest problems of living in the future is that we are now anxious and the whole nation is anxious. We spend money before we earn money. And this is the problem. We are assuming debt and we are assuming that we will earn something in the future and that we will be able either to repay or refinance debt in the future. And people have become multimillionaires with companies that don't even have positive cash flow. I don't know how this is even possible. I understand that there are development phases in the company's life. However, this should be exception, not that the most companies or the, the most valuable companies have less cash flow than companies that are worth far less and that have materialized much less products, that have materialized much less dividends for their shareholders. So just to sum it up, it's important. If you want to be certain, if you want to be stable in concern, in connection with economy, with your personal finance, with your corporate finance. It's just easy. Live for today. So assume no debt, pay off all your debt, and pay out dividends. If you have paycheck, have your paycheck. Do not purchase things that you will be forced to pay in the future. You have to purchase things with money that you have already earned. That is the most important. And all your anxiety, all your fears will be gone because you will be living here and now. And remember, your earnings will improve because you will be better 
and better in materialization because you will take care of everything today. So if there's something I want you to take off from this podcast, and if you are asked how to be sustainable in your business and your personal finance, it's really simple. Live here. Get rid of your anxieties because anxieties are direct consequence of the fear of the future. If you live here and now, if you repay all your debt, you will be able to enjoy life. You will be able to strive in any economy, regardless if it is in downturn or upturn or just moving sideways. If you have a positive cash flow from a property and if there's no debt on the property or mortgage, you don't have a problem if the economy drops. The rents will just drop. They usually don't drop to zero. Even if they drop to zero, you will not lose anything. That is important. Your future will not be jeopardized. Same with shares. If you purchase shares on the exchange, just purchase share of a company that does not have any liabilities, that pays out dividends uh, yearly, and just stay with them. That is important. Do not think of an endless returns. Do not think of what will be of all the potentials. When you purchase stuff, in it, regardless if it's business, if it's uh, shares, if it's a property, just think in the terms of what they will materialize today. What is the dividend that you're going to be paid? Is there a positive cash flow? That is the most important. And if everything needs to be today, avoid all the debt that is today assumed in the society. Avoid all the credit ratings, everything. You don't need a credit rating if you have your own money. That is also something that is extremely important. So start living today, not in the future. Start working with what you have, not with what you will have or what you will earn. Don't assume debt and just become sustainable. Sustainability starts in your head. It starts with lowering all the anxieties. So it's in private life as in corporate life. So be sustainable, live for today, no debt and I wish you all the best. And back to Tell. Thank you, Mr. Faleschini, for this outstanding podcast. And thank you for listening to the Ask Faleschini podcast until the end. Mr. Faleschini would love to hear your feedback in the comments. And don't forget, if you want to know, ask Faleschini or listen to the Ask Faleschini podcast. In order to please the almighty algorithm, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.